Rest in peace, John China Lord and Prince Roger Nelson. We now return to our regularly scheduled program. Edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talent, T. Taylor. Whew. Whew. Sorry. I'm running through all kinds of emotions right now. Like, I'm all over the place. It's April 28th. I'm a little late. It's 80, It's 85 degrees. It's, it's 5 o'clock in the evening. Whew. Listen. Before we go any further... Any, any, any further. Let me say, let me say, let me say this. Personally, about about, about that little, how much I did in the beginning. That, <clears throat> like, I was all over the place a while ago. 
Like, like I was hype, I, and then I, I was a little sad at the solo. Like, and I made it. <laughs> like last night, I made this. Like so, not for nothing. Like it just seems like, like I'm like I'm watching like as I'm going through these and I'm, and I'm and I'm watching and I'm watching all of these videos and I'm and I'm and I'm running through all of these old songs and and I'm I'm doing my my my, my musical time travel as as I'm getting swept up into into. Every, like all the videos that, that, I, that I see again that I remember as a child, the live performances because I'm, I'm a live performance kind of dude. And, and and then I realized that not for nothing, like like Prince did it right. Like and and talk about a time when like like even look about now, where like we have all, all the people that bleached their skins, all the people that had all, all, all the face surgeries and all the reconstructed facial surgeries and, and they just completely botched it. Like the little Kims and oh, I think even more recently, like the Gabriel Unions, the Michael Jacksons, you know where, where their faces was just like, ah. Hey, his don't look that bad or that. I mean, he did his too, but look that much off than his original. I mean, it's just streamlined. Like he doesn't look weird. And it, and it matches whatever style he 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 has consistently had, so <laughs> you know, man, dude, dude, that's not about to happen. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. This is where we were at. Welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Minute. I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. <coughs> oh, man. Today we, today, we talk about the NBA, the ups and downs, the falls, the bruises, the bangs, everything that's happened so far. The, the, the NFL draft is tonight. So we're going we're gonna to look at this. We're going to look at the first five picks. We're going to take a peek. Pick it to obviously, if, if you listen to me and you part of my fan base, then you know which teams are right now I'm probably gonna go for. But you know, we'll talk about them later, and I'll, and I'll reveal to you obviously which teams I'm gonna talk about. We got Gavin another award. I think we've got to find a permanent suitor for one of our awards, and obviously, 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 we're gonna get into some local stuff. But you know what I say, regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So. I told you guys, I am a little excited today, so you're going to have to, you're going to have to bear with my energy, because it's, it's through the roof, like, for a bunch of things. My tea? First of all, I'm two days late with the podcast, two days late kind of, sort of, like, I, I do a, like, listen, any any extra time I get to prepare this for you guys, I, I do a picture, but listen, don't blame me, do not blame, well, I guess you can blame me, it's my show. Uh, I was waiting for some music. Like I, I was trying to, I was trying to, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get somebody's music sampled on, on on this podcast. And every time I get a situation where I'm able to present one of his mixes, nothing's prepared. You know, so I have to go find other resources, or as you see, I have to go make my own. But listen, we gonna get him though. We gonna, we gonna get him. And, we, and you gonna hear some of his stuff live right here on the podcast, right, right here. You no, know, like it's gonna be exclusive. And listen, I know like that, that beginning of the intro took up a big portion of our show, so we're just going to get right into it. Now, we're going to talk about these NBA playoffs or what is suited up so far. Not even the NBA playoffs, but since we're already on a course where we're talking about the death of China and the death of Prince, what about the death of the Clippers? And, and, and what was presumed to be 
the death of Golden State because Curry gets simmered down and he goes down with, with a knee sprain, right? And we quite don't know where he's going to be. He says he's going to be back in about a week or two. And most people with these injuries don't sit out too long. He does a lot of irky-jerky kind of movement. So that's going to be tough on him. That's going to be tough on him. Only because even though his movements aren't violent, they are... They are stopping goal. They they got they're gonna give off and release a, a lot of force and a lot of energy, a lot of times, and I don't know how that's gonna hold up. He may not feel himself. He may end up being a lot more on his ankles and calves more than he tries supporting himself through um through his quads and and and, and you know what I mean and, and and shit 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 whatever you know but but through his quads and and upper leg muscles. So I don't know. It's it's, it's gonna be weird. I it's, I'm gonna be interested to see that even when he does come back, now it looks like he's gonna be going up against Portland. As Portland just Portland took advantage of Blake Griffin being grounded and 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 CP3 being, not being able to handle the rock. You know, like Blake Griffin hurts his quad again, and CP3 he he breaks his hand freakishly, like like swatting swatting at the ball on defense. So Portland, not Portland, um. Yeah, Portland did what Houston should have done. Is that they took advantage of the injuries and they buried a weakened team. Something is going on in Houston and I really don't know what it is. Because, listen, like two stars, like <laughs> two stars being down is devastating enough. The, the, even the fact, but Houston's personnel should have afforded them more. We're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. Mighty Sports Minute on SoundCloud and on TuneIn Radio. Take off. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more. Woo! Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Minute here on SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio. Again, I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. And that was a hectic first segment. I know I know what you're thinking. Like, things went by quickly. But, listen, we're not done. Like, this is just the beginning third of the show. Or beginning quarter of the show. Like, like we, we get into, into the second quarter now. And in regular fashion, as, as I always inform you guys, I have a game on in the background. Right now, what I'm watching is this Portland and Clippers game. Even though I already know the results, I kind of want to see how it happened. Because I saw how Houston fell to Golden State. Like I said, we're going to talk about that. I saw how Charlotte stole one in Miami. We're going to talk about that, too. What I didn't see is how Portland closed out the Clippers. Like I said, it's all about taking advantage. It's all about the opportunities. And Conor McGregor has got to be one of the dumbest SOBs out there right now. Right? When, you, when you're talking about taking advantage of opportunities. He had the opportunity to go into UFC 200... Right, headline it in New York City for the very first time ever in UFC history, and he blows it 
because he doesn't do something that he knows he's contractually obligated to do because he thinks that he is too big for his britches. See, this is what happens when you get beside yourself, people, when you step outside of your lane. And, and I'm not saying step outside of your lane and the fact that, 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 you, that, that you need to shrink to all forms of authority. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying, stay, I'm not saying out of your lane as in that, that you should have challenged something that you think that needs to be challenged. No, what I'm saying is that you know wholeheartedly that you are on, if, I'm not even going to say you are you at your peak, but you are on a rapid incline. And you decide to do something as stupid, like, you might as well take the steroids. Like, like literally, that's how dumb this was. Like, you might as well just blatantly smoked weed, smoked, done crack, or taking steroids. Like, there's just done something blatantly stupid that you knew you were going to get caught for because you knew that you had to go to the promos. You have to do the public relations stuff. And you skip out on it because you don't want to break training. Because Nate Diaz ain't training. Because John Jones ain't training. Because Comey ain't training. Because them broads ain't training. I don't even know if broads are fighting on this call, but I know them broads are going to be fighting. So, you all of a sudden, there's, there's things like that, that all of a sudden the rules don't apply to you. And so, you you are the first recipient today of the... Because you're a stupid motherfucker. I'm sorry. Like I don't mean to. I don't mean to have to pull out my parlez-vous français, voulez-vous avec moi ce soir. But but you are you. Now you over here begging and pleading, just, just like oh I'm ready to fight, ready to fight. Wait, I'm sorry. You have an accent. Uh, I, I'm ready to fight, man. I I I'm ready, I, I'm ready to go. I I, I must give him a blow or two. I, I, I'm ready to fight. I, I don't even know if that's the proper accent. <laughs> right. Uh. There was way more left in that henny than you said. Just saying, or that you anticipated. Just saying, just saying. We will, we will talk about that one later too. Right. So now you're begging, and he's begging and pleading just to try to get back on the card that you were gonna headline. Right. Like you, you're begging to play just to fight Nate Diaz. But guess what? You're not gonna fight Nate. You're not gonna fight Nasty. And Nasty's gonna go on and do other things. Right. But now you're just trying to get on the card. Like, now you're just trying to get on the card. Like, now you're just trying to get a fight for the night. You're trying to get a fight for the night. You're just trying to get on the card. So, <laughs> I, listen, I, I, like, you, you brought it on yourself. Everybody loves seeing you fight. Everybody loves hearing you talk. Like, you, like, you, you, you got your, you got your brains beating. You, you got, you got, you got your head knocked off. And, listen, you may, you may want to, you may want to put part of the blame on, on the fact that, you, that you've been doing so much extra stuff and you and that you haven't been able to put 100% to your regiments and you've had to break some some training things and that was and that may have been the particular case in that Nate Diaz fight but I'm, I would ask you like have you not not to do have 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 you not had to do that before it was that was a Nate Diaz fight the very first time like so I know you want to say you I know you want to try your best to get back to the ways when you were you your most dominant it's not like you were undefeated one right. Let's get that twisted. It's not like you you were going for like an under like you were trying to preserve an undefeated record and Nate Diaz came and took that away from you. You've been beat. You you're just excited and you talk and you're interested and you come to fight. So now what's gonna happen is that we're gonna get Comey versus John Jones Bones. And once again, just to go with the same theme that we opened the show with, some something else that is gonna get buried because that last John, that that last Bones fight and Cormier fight did not leave much for the imagination. It's basically, it's basically right now when 
Misha Tate is gonna go fight Ronda Rousey. Is that what's gonna head? Is that is that the two bros that are gonna fight in this in this one? And I say bros, and not in a disrespectful way, but just in the way of addressing women, because that's the way I'm just comfortable with addressing women more than anything else. At, at some at sometimes when I'm just going at this rate of speed, that's and that's what that is. But it's, but it's nothing offensive because listen, if anybody that any if anybody anybody that knows me that I I am sexist in only one way and one way is that listen, I go out of my way to be more helpful to women than I am to men and that's because not for nothing as a as a, as a minority black male that I I, I am I am a strong proponent you know what I mean I'm a strong believer of also women rights because it's minority rights that I'm that that, that or it's just rights in general or equal rights in general that I'm a fan of so any any group or subsection of people that happens to be objugated for for any for any reason like I, I tend to be able I, I tend to What's the word I'm looking for here? You know, sympathize with. Which, which, to be wholeheartedly, to be honest with you, is not always, is not always received, um, it's not always tit for tat. It's not always, it's not always received on the other end for women. I see a lot of women that don't understand minority rights and they look at it very, very, very ignorantly. But like I said, I know a lot of minorities that don't look, that don't look at women's rights. So, you know, it's, it's both ways. <laughs> But we're not, we're not even going to get into that. Like I said, like, to be honest with you, like, I would love for Hillary Clinton to win if, if Hillary Clinton wasn't a two-faced cunt. Like, let's just, let's just be honest. Let's just be real. Let's just be honest. Let's just be real. Like, I, I am all for progression of, of society. Like, getting the first woman president in there is, 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 a, is, is definitely a goal of mine to see. It's just not Hillary. You know, like I said, like there was other black people that came along before Obama. They they, they just weren't qualified. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 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 we've had to turn some people down. Like we don't want you representing the, the African American community. You know what I mean? Because technically, like, it doesn't matter. Like if you're half this or half that, what you're gonna be doing is representing the Afri African American community. Like listen, you, you can you can get by for as long as you want calling yourself mixed. You know what I mean? But at, but at some point in time, you're gonna have to claim one side, and it's gonna be African American, and then they're gonna scrutinize you as what, and then pff, the rest comes. Like I said, we're not getting into politics today. Today we're just talking about losses, like horrible losses. And Cormier is gonna take a horrible loss to to John's Bones, Bones Jones, because I didn't see any. Like I said, I didn't see anything in that first matchup that told me that that his second matchup is gonna be anything different. Like 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 Cormier talking about, yo, I'm gonna take you down this time, and I'm gonna go after you and all this other stuff. And I'm like, that's what you said last time, and you didn't do any of that. Like he was able to utilize his match. Like, and it's not that Cormier is a bad fighter; it's just that Bones just has a massive reach advantage. Like you, you, you can't get close enough to him, so he's gonna have to bull rush him, eat a bunch of shit, try to take him down, and then go about your business, your business. Oh man, so talk about going about your business and your business, right? I told you, like, things are delayed today for an obvious reason. There was a whole bunch of stuff that I had to work on for you. And what we're going to talk about next is going to be the NFL and, and what's been happening in the NFL, right? Because we have a whole bunch of stuff coming. We, we have the draft, right? We have the Newman debacle. We, we have the we have the Sherman <laughs> we have the Sherman face off. We know we, we 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 have we have the the Gronkstagram, but more than anything, we get an exclusive track. Cognac. 
Cognac music. music production and yes it was all just cheating because end of the day Tom Brady is gonna be suspended for four games now listen you know it's so bad so many of us really wish it was last year like I know every single Jet fan out there wish that he was suspended last year because that means we probably would have been a playoff team probably 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 you know, like, something just, I, I don't know. But the way things are going to start out this season, we have just a good, we, just, we have the same opponents that they do. So we just have to come through and, and, and really focus and try to get something out of those first four games at, at least. Because that's what everybody's going to be gunning for. The, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. They're going to be trying to become, come out of those first four games with a better record than the Patriots. Because Tom Brady is now suspended for four games because... What they said is that Roger Cadell did not abuse his power by suspending Tom Brady for four games for not revealing evidence, you know what I mean, necessary to investigate the deflation of the footballs. Because, because, because okay, so, so let's be honest, let's just be real, right? Like, they really didn't go out to go see if Tom Brady was cheating. They wanted to see, they, they were trying to investigate the deflation of the footballs. They wanted to know why were these footballs um, deflated. You know, because it wasn't looking good. The footballs came back un under pressure, right? And yes, they didn't take it to the gas law, but it's kind of hard to take it to the gas law when you see the ball boy go into the bathroom right before the game. You know? And... There's all kinds of of the of of name of nicknames, the deflator, and all kinds of you know, and all kinds of of cryptic emails, and then and then you destroy your phone, and and you, and you act like you don't want to give up information that that could be pertinent. Now listen, he said he had a burner. He should have had two phones, one because one for gazelle and one for the hose. But obviously there was shit in there he didn't, he didn't want seen. So he destroyed his phone. And it may not even have been shit regarding to the, the deflate gate, but his action just came off as guilty. So listen, Tom Brady's a cheater, and he's been a cheated he's been cheating ever since he came into the NFL. And he is he's been cheating all the way up to like two years ago. And now he's being punished for it finally. Because he doesn't want to cooperate. Like I, I'm sorry. But more than that, more than that, more than that, more than that. Right? Johnny Manziel gets indicted, right? And he is becoming very, he's very soon becoming, or very close to becoming the 
permanent name and sponsor figure for this award. Like I, I can't I can't think of a better person that that's ever squandered an opportunity. Like during my time of having a podcast, like Johnny Manziel, money, money Manziel, money, money, money. Yeah, see, there you go. That that was some foreshadowing for you guys. <laughs> you know, I I can't I can't understand what he's doing. So his girlfriend finally can't take enough of him because. No, like, he's whooped her ass one too many times, and she's tired of it, so, so she's going through pressing charges. And I'm going to tell you something that's very ironic, because notice I said that she she is finally, he has finally whooped her ass one too many times, because there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a weird, sadistical part of me that believes that she's real, that she may, I'm not saying that she is, that she may only be finally pressing charges, because... Just like everybody else has realized that he is a no-talent fuck. We're going to talk about that and more when we come back from this commercial. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. This is still the My T Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Talon T. Taylor. And you should still be listening on, on either SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio. And we are still talking about Johnny Manziel. Like, I find it weird that... Because, no, at, at the same amount of time, around the same time that, obviously, teams were realizing that that, that this college phenom of an of a athlete and, and potential this doesn't give enough two, um, two hoots to want to be a, a true professional baller that she also realizes that this dude that she thought was going to be that still has dough by the way you know what I mean so, so like I said I'm not saying that this is this is for like, I'm not I'm not even saying that this is our thought process I'm just saying that in my weird um, the sadistic head that this is a weird thought process a weird angle of mine you know that this also happens around the same time when she also realizes that he also isn't progressing his life. And I don't want to say that his life as a football star. And, and, and that's why I want, to, I want to make sure this is clear. Not necessarily like progressing his life as a football star. But she's also realizing that what he said he was going to be sought out to become was all a facade. You know what I mean? Like he, he it, was, it, was, it was an illusion. He, 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 he never had any true... Intentions of becoming who he said he was gonna be. He was just, as I said last week, okay of just being in the league. Never really wanted to be the star quarterback or to be the superstar or to put the time in to be great. Put the time in to be great. He thought greatness was inherited because he has inherited a wealth. So he thought greatness can be inherited without work. See? Party, party, party. 
get money, get, was given money, given money, given money, given money. Thought that he can party, 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 and be given opportunity, opportunity, opportunity without putting in the work. Johnny Manziel is very soon and just may have very well qualified himself in that very last statement to be the permanent figurehead, name and title for that Richard Cranium Award. It's going to be the Johnny Manziel, the Money Manziel Richard Cranium Award. Speaking of a couple of those, like Josh Newman. I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on in the NFL anymore. Like it seems like like the whole entire league should be, should be qualifying for something. Josh Newman. Hey, ah, Conyo. Like you, 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 you stupid banero! Like what are you doing, B? <laughs> like and I, uh, uh, I, and I, and you know what? I knew you were. I knew you were a knucklehead. I, I knew, I knew you were a knucklehead. Like, 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 I hear you talk. I, I hear you all the time down here in South Florida, coming on a local radio station. Like, 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 like you, you sound like you can't hold it all together. Like, uh you had a multi-year. <laughs> Garrett, multi-year, double-digit million guaranteed contract coming your way, coming, coming your way, coming your way, coming your way. Based off of your, your, your agent pulling the franchise tag because he knew he can get you probably a four or five-year deal. Nah, you panic. You panic. You panic. You, you. Get rid of your agent, leave him as a consultant so you don't have to, like, you don't fire your agent, but you reduce his role to a consultant so you don't have to wait that five-day grace period to sign with another, to sign with another um, agent and, you know, go through the whole, you know, agency process. You're trying to, you know, hurry up and move the process along, but you panic and you you call the team and you, and you started negotiating, you know, um, be, you know, in front of your in front of your agent instead of behind your agent, you know, or through your agent. You know, told him that you were firing your agent and then and that you signed the franchise tag. You know, that you just wanted to be a Panther. And like I said, once again, not understanding how things work and realizing that this isn't, this isn't just words and things that happen in Madden where they're just where they're just instant gratification or all these little quick and shit notices. No, them saying that 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 that, that your franchise tag was pulled meant. That they had submitted paperwork to the league to make it known that your franchise tag is officially pulled. So there is no giving you back the franchise tag. Anything else? Now, outside of that is you working on a long-term contract. But now they don't know how to give someone a stable dude that doesn't understand the, the inner workings of a business to really want to invest in him long-term. So now you go to Washington with all the other, you know, madness that goes on in Washington. There's no RG3 there anymore. RG3 has moved on. RG3 has moved on to... Where did RG3 move to? Was it Philly? No. Was it Philly? Nah. I don't know. It doesn't care. To be honest with you, that's, that's, the, that's the number one answer. Don't really care. <laughs> RG3 is going to have to play well again for me to have to even... For him to even be on my radar. Like, like he won't even be on my watch list for fantasy football. Which, if you're listening, and you play fantasy football, 
right? I hope you've been watching or paying attention to the draft. Because now, because also around the draft time is also when moves are coming. You know, which means that people are going to become number ones in other areas. People are, uh, people are being moved out of, of their homes. And a number, ones, number one receivers is what I'm talking about. Number one running backs is what I'm talking about. Are being changed and being moved in there. Like, like a lot of you guys have to know by now, like, there's no Peyton Manning to get anymore. Unless we're going to go into, into a fantasy football, you know, into, into a fantasy football quick boot camp. Because, remember, I am still in that fantasy football women league. So, like, so all the people that that, that want to join the Mias, the, the the Crystals, the Natalies, um, um, very very recently Jessica. Also, oh, talk about very recent. Um, shout out to hopefully who should be a new listener. I think what's your name, Nate? Nathan, the young lady from AT and T that came and hooked me up with the policy. Like you know, like let me let me give you give you a proper shout out. So we don't want to get too much sidetracked. Like I said, these. These segments are, are very running short. We're already in the, we're already broken halftime. We're already in the third quarter, and talking about quarters, we are currently in the second quarter of this Portland and Clippers game. And Portland is up thirty to twenty six, and I, I was wondering who um, I've been wondering who was gonna come through for the Clippers and really get up, get up any points. And I guess the only guy I can really think of is the guy that's on the line right now, and that's Green. But I see I see I see Portland oh, putting this one away. We're gonna put this one away. Ah. So Newman panics, and then <laughs> on 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 a lighter note of the NFL, because like I said, I'm not gonna give, I'm not gonna hand out to everybody awards. I heard a funny thing about Richard Sherman where he did some weird thing in the local city, in in, his, in local Seattle, where he was where he operated as like a cabbie or a crane left guy or something like that, you know. And the people that he was that that he was around couldn't recognize him. I don't even know even know how he disguised himself, but I'm assuming that he did something very minuscule that he thought was minuscule. That people didn't recognize. You have to remember, like, but it goes to show you that football players aren't that recognizable. Come on, goes to show you. We're gonna talk about something later, especially that since we were talking about men, women, gender roles, and sex, and sex and race early. We're gonna talk about something else later. Something interesting that I saw. I told you I am a big proponent of women's rights. So I didn't Gronk, and if you if you've been paying attention, Gronk has been all over Instagram lately, and Gronk has just been nothing but funny. Like he has allowed himself to be the the, the, the ridiculous knucklehead. But more than anything that I'm that I'm telling you about the NFL going on tonight is going to be the NFL draft, right? And the NFL draft um is 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 is, is, is going to have thirty one picks for the first round because. As Tom Brady is, obviously, I told you, is serving his sentence or his punishment. So with the New England Patriots, and the New England Patriots don't have a first-round pick. So it's only going to be 31 picks for this season, all for this for this draft. But also, we've seen teams do a lot of maneuvering to, to move up in the draft. As we've seen the LA Rams move up to number two. I'm sorry, to move up to number one. We've seen the Philadelphia Eagles move up to number two. Um, I think it's Cleveland number three. Um, Dallas has number four, and I can't remember who's at number five. Right, and everybody has their needs, and so far everybody has been saying like, "What well, these two quarterbacks are going to go at number one and number two. And was it Goff and was it Waste something like that? So what is it? Rams, Philly. Sorry, 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 sorry. Cleveland is not number three. San Diego is. 
San Diego, Dallas, Jacksonville. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh. Cali, Philly, Cali, Texas, Florida. I just knew it helped me cover big cities, okay? <laughs> it's a weird way to try to remember shit. But more than anything, right, as I'm not as as well as I'm gonna be concerned with the top five picks of the draft. Right? We're gonna keep we're gonna keep track of that. First one we're gonna stop at is number as, as Dallas. Dallas has the number four pick, the number right, second round they have the number thirty-four pick, number sixty-seven pick, one um hundred and first pick. Um they have two fourth round picks, so they also have the number hundred and thirty-fifth pick. They don't have a fifth round pick. They have two, I'm sorry, not two, they have four six-round picks. Um, 189, 212, 216, and 217. And Dallas has just about as many needs as anybody else would have. I'm not going to lie to you. I want to see Dallas get that running back. I, I really want to see Dallas get that running back. For, for one reason is that, why not? Like, you said, like, like, I hear people say that running backs don't need to be taken that early. But, why not? Get a guaranteed running back to help. Listen, you saw what you what, what you can do with God, I, DeMarco Murray. Right? And DeMarco Murray isn't no stud because we saw what DeMarco Murray can't do anywhere else. How about putting a stud back there? Somebody that, 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 that has superstar features. Superstar features like your Des Bryant. Get another bona fide. And what, what, I, what I'm saying, Dallas, is that Tony Romo's only getting older, right? And Tony Romo has been carrying this team on his back, literally until it's broken, for over a decade. Like, listen, let's, let, me, let's, let me get this one thing straight to, to, to all of the Dallas haters out there. I'm not a Dallas fan, but like, you have to recognize, like, they haven't been great, but Tony Romo, specifically, single-handedly, has been the only good and consistent thing in Dallas for a decade. Then slowly came along Jason Witten. Because you know, you sure as hell that other light-skinned dude that was your wide receiver for five years and but couldn't stay healthy for more than three freaking games, wasn't it? Then you then you got Des Bryant. And then one day you and then one day DeMarco Murray finally decides to play after he comes off a whole bunch of injuries and you run him to the ground and you ship him off. Well guess what? Now you can get a rookie that you can run in the ground for four years. Think about that. And he's a playmaker. And he's going to go through as a stud. And guess what? Now when Tony Romo goes... Let's say if Tony Romo doesn't last the next four years, you have Des Bryant. You, you're going to have that running back. All you'll be doing is trying to find a quarterback to give the ball off to him. But this way, while you, while you do your next quarterback search, you know you'll, have a, you know you'll have a stud running back. You know you'll have a stud wide receiver. So you'll have somebody that you could give the ball off to and you know that he'll make plays. And you'll have somebody you, you can know you, that you can throw the ball up to and he'll go get it. Dallas, if they were wise, and if Jerry Jones had any freaking huevos or any showmanship in, in, a, in, in a week that Prince has died, you show some goddamn showmanship and you go ahead and you draft that stud running back, Jerry Jones. But we go We gonna see. <laughs> oh man. Talk about what's up talking about seeing. I, I know I, I I know you guys you guys don't wonder like if I'm crazy or uh, uh, I told you I'm I'm hyper today. I'm hyper I'm hype I'm hyper today like I'm hyper about Fridays because I, I don't like trying to figure out what to do on Fridays. Like, so I don't worry, I don't think I hit the capones. I go down to Fort downtown Fort Lauderdale and I go find DJ Scepter. He's usually mixing in the lounge room every single Friday. 
so I can start dancing and start drinking. Listen, that's DJ Scepter every Friday. That's 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, bring your sexy. Fellas, bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. Listen. That's not it. That's not it at all. If you're trying to figure out what you want to do on a Wednesday, the middle of the week, trying to get through hump day, head down to O'Malley's. That's over in, in, in what's that, Margate? DJ Scepter's there in O'Malley's. From 10 to 2, 10 to 4, whatever time they close, 10 to close. That's not only it. He's family friendly too. DJ Scepter also can be found at Tijuana Taxes in Coral Springs. From 9 to close, or 9 to 12. Who knows? But starting from 9, you can bring your whole family. DJ Scepter. You can book him for bar mitzvahs, you can book him for birthday parties, you can book him for quinceaneras, you can book him for bachelorette parties, you can book him for bachelor parties. You can, for whatever you need, DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. That's DJ Scepter. You can you, you, reserve him at bookings at djscepter.com. That's B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S bookings at djscepter.com. My, my DM's been, been been kinda busy lately. <laughs> you know who you are. It's, it's, it's all it's all been in funny games though. Like nothing, nothing, nothing dangerous. Woo! Welcome back! This is still the Mighty Sports Minute. I'm still your host, Talent T Taylor. And you should still be listening on Eva, SoundCloud, or TuneIn Radio. As we talk some more about the draft, right? And what Dallas should do. Also coming up, obviously we're going to talk. The Giants have the number 10 pick. The the, the, the the Doll fans have the number 13 pick. The Bills have the number 19 pick. The Jets have the 20th pick. And as I said, the Patriots. Sorry, bro. Like, so, Giants. Right? First up, Giants. Number 10. Number forty, number number seven, number seventy-one, hundred and nine, one. And this, this is all by row. First round, tenth pick. Second round, fortieth. Third round, seventy-first. Fourth round, one hundred nine. Fifth round, one forty-nine. Third, sixth round, one eighty-four. Now, listen, um, Giants. Giants have a whole bunch of work to do too. They did get some help from the Jets, so they got some help um, with, with the middle linebacker, inside linebacker. So they don't have to worry about that so much as much as they have to worry about just trying to solidify the offense um, outside lamb, uh, the outside lamb linebacker position. Also, if they if they truly want to be dynamic, um, they have to get a cornerback out there as well. You know, not only get pressure on the, not only get pressure on the, on the quarterback, but also get somebody to cover some of these some of these wide receivers that you have in there. Because listen, one of the things that I said at least about Josh Norman, Josh Norman's going to be going up against Odell Beckham twice now this year. He's going to be going up against Des Bryant now twice this year. So. You yourself, Giants, are gonna have to go up against Des Bryant twice this year. You know, I mean, you still have um, um Deshaun Jackson over there in Washington. You have to go up against him twice this year. You gonna have to get somebody to cover some of these corners. Also, they're gonna need some wide receivers. Get get some help over there on Elder Beckham because now, like I said, you got somebody that's good that's, that that you know you're gonna have to face twice. So what you're gonna do is you, you want to get somebody at least a number two that you can at least a reliable number two that you can at least get the ball to when Odell Beckham is being double teamed all over the place trying to make one hand one handed catches and underhandedly 
very dirtily, very cantankerously diving, missling himself at defenders and hitting them in the helmet. Don't worry, we ain't forget about that. We ain't forget about that at all, Mr. ODB. Like, trust me, you are, st you are still a candidate for that award this year. Johnny Manziel, you just lucky that Money Manziel has a better ring to it when I'm trying to make this drop. <laughs> Dirty mofo, you. And they're going to need an offensive tackle as well. Right, so... Uh, so so Giants have some work to do. But you know but you know how I say, right? You know how 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 I, how I what I really say. I say get some, get somebody to help the quarterback, right? And that's whether somebody on your line and 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 that's your offensive line, right? So get somebody to help your quarterback and help your running game. Well, help, help you help, help protect your quarterback and also get your quarterback a new weapon. So Wide receiver, obviously. Add something dynamic. Try to add something dynamic to your to to your defense. It doesn't matter where, but try to add something dynamic to your defense. And try to get somebody to to rush the passer. So get somebody. And it doesn't matter whether somebody on the line or over 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 somebody like a middle linebacker. Get somebody to try to rush that passer. And, and I think that those are the four keys to to um, um to your first four picks. So let's see if they if they stick stick to what I say are my are my key concerns in the first four picks. Next up, we have the Dolphins. Dolphins in the first round have the number thirteen pick. Um, second round they have them forty two pick. Third round seventy three. Fourth round one hundred seven. Um, fifth round one forty seven. Sixth round one eighty six. And then the seventh round they're gonna have two picks with two twenty seven and two thirty one. Now, obviously, people that have left all over in, in Dolphin Nation, but Dolphin does have one good thing. They do have a good front line when it comes to defense. So let's see if they can get some help on cornerback. They're probably going to need help them um, the most. They lost, um, what is it? What's his name? Miller at running back. So they probably going to have to refill that. And they just need linebacker help. So middle linebacker, outside linebacker. Just you know, let's go ahead and just get linebacker help. But you want help to try to get more, more, more pressure on, as much pressure as possible on, 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 on the quarterback. Also, they need to look at a wide receiver. I still don't see them with any anybody dynamic as a wide receiver. So they, they need to touch that too. They definitely need to touch that as, as well. So it's like I said, Dolphins have holes, a lot of holes, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of holes. And I don't know if I want to take this this podcast into extended minutes like a, like a print solo. Like, like you remember, like last week, I had to stay very much on 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 pack on on key because I wanted that sixty to represent. Like Kobe sixty and his hard work and 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 his love for precision and 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 to the teeness and 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 the fundamentals and 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 and, and the grind of the game. Well, Prince was all about the the flamboyantness and and the ad -lib. And I feel like like this is a Prince kind of show today, you know, because I'm not trying to cause any sorrow, any kind of pain, not at all, not at all, not at all. And purple haze, purple haze. <laughs> what I'm saying is that. We may run a little bit over like a Prince solo. So listen, if we go 15 minutes over, listen, you may have to just eat this one today. Just, just bear in mind. I don't know if I'm going to. I'm the same pretty yourself in case we do. Next up, right, we have the Bills. And the Bills have Rex Ryan. Let's not forget that. Bills number one, we have Rex Ryan. As, as not to mention, as we didn't mention with the Giants, the Giants did change Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin is no longer the coach of the Giants, even though he still lingers around the facility, I've heard. Bills have the number 19 pick, 49, second round, 80 in the third round, 
In the fourth round, they have two picks, 117 and 139. Fifth round, they have the 156 pick. Sixth round, they have 192. And I'm sorry, in the sixth round, they have two picks, 192 and 218. And they do not have a, seven, um, a seventh round pick. Now, for them, we're going to see what they want to do. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're going to go forward with Tyrod Till or not. So, they, they may want to look for look for a quarterback. Listen, I'll take Tyrod Till if they don't want Tyrod Till. Like, if they get a quarterback early, listen, I, I want to put that passage just and go after Tyrod Till. Tell me who I'm telling you. I'm take him out. But. As as well, they're gonna need some help in the back end of their defense, right? So the Bills are gonna possibly be looking at some safeties. Also, also, the, <laughs> you know, let's just put it this way: the Bills need help in defense more than anything else. They need help on defense. They have they have enough offensive weapons, I believe, wide receivers, running backs. Um, so so maybe looking for maybe looking for a quarterback to see maybe you can find somebody that's a little bit more consistent. But I think Tyron Taylor is that dude. I think with Tyron Taylor they could be dynamic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very very interested and curious to see what Tyron Taylor does with that team this year, from an offensive standpoint. So so I guess really everything else is just, is, is help Rex Ryan solidify that defense. So to my inside linebacker, strong safety, defensive end, like get them all. G- get somebody on every, on every single level. You know, somebody on the back end, somebody in the middle, somebody on the line. Get somebody everywhere. And next up, with the number 20th pick, the New York Jets. <laughs> now, <laughs> if, you, if you guys are wondering, right, if, for, for those who don't know why I've done that, right, because I don't think there's a lot of people that don't know why I did that. Like, I know there's a bunch of you that are laughing. <laughs> The reason why, why I'm because because a lot of you know I'm a Jets fan. Know that I'm wholeheartedly a Jets fan. Like like I, I bleed gang green. You know what I mean? So you probably wonder like why would I boo the Jets? I'm not booing the Jets. I'm just booing the, the first pick that the Jets make because it's just in New York fashion that that's what we do. We boo picks. They did it for Christoph Porzingis, not knowing who he was, and we're gonna do it for the number one pick when we when we pick him tonight for the Jets. It's just what we do. It is what we do. So the twenty, so the Jets are gonna pick twentieth, and let's see. So twentieth, second round, fifty first, third round, eighty third, fourth round, one eighteen, fifth round, one fifty six. They don't have a sixth round pick and seventh round, two hundred fifty seven. Then and then after that, you're looking at what is gonna be them probably because they haven't re-signed Larry um um Fitzpatrick yet, not Larry Fitzpatrick, but they haven't signed Fitzpatrick yet, and. Who knows if they do? But there is one thing that's gonna scare me because from what I'm hearing is that they keep looking for the, at this guy named Lynch. First of all, yeah, I won't take it there. Because there's another great Lynch in the league. <laughs> Already. <laughs> but um I just based off of his his general IQ, which which has nothing to do with talent, but general IQ doesn't stack up to be one of the smartest people in the world. I he he's he he's gotten and he's he scored half of what the two top quarterbacks have scored in this draft. Scored half of what the the, the quarterback they were trying trying to that we're trying to sign scored. You know what I mean? And, and he scored lower than Geno Smith. And I think I'm gonna leave it there. He scored lower than Geno Smith. 
So unless they just think that they can't get Fitzpatrick signed, I don't see the need for them to get this Lynch guy as a quarterback. Unless what you're seeing is that from a reactionary talent standpoint, that his dumbassness just just his talent over like supersedes his dumbassness. You know, like he doesn't that he'll be able to produce from a talent standpoint on the field. But the Jets need a quarterback. They they're probably gonna be looking for an outside linebacker. Wide receiver that they're pretty okay. I wouldn't still mind trying to add a guy, but they have they, but they still have a speedster for a second year that they probably go take a good look at. Jason Morrow, they never had a good look at. So knowing how the Jets may be chasing how the how will the Patriots do their thing, they're probably gonna be looking at the second tight end. It just and also just in case Jason Morrow just can't hold up because listen, he was injured last season, they didn't play a game for us. The basketball phenom, you know what I mean? So we're gonna be seeing if he. Can progress, but I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up an, if they look at another tight end. But and is it is it offensive tackle, outside tackle, offensive tackle, right? So outside linebacker, quarterback, offensive tackle, tight end. Take the quarterback, get him a weapon, get a quarterback, <laughs> and try to rush the try to rush the quarterback. Like I tell you, like football is not really that hard. When when you, when you when you really look at it like like trying to trying to build these teams like like you you have these four things that you're really looking at and what you and what you do is that you're prioritizing your needs but you're also looking at talent coming out for those needs and then you and then you decipher it that way so the thing that you so the thing that you may need the most you may not get the most you mean it may not be the person that you get first because that may not be where the most where the best talented person is at. And if you're going based off talent, then you're looking at those four positions and you just shuffle them around. You'd be like, okay, where's the first best talented person going to be at at this position? At, you know what I mean? At this pick for us to take. Versus which one of these holes can we can we take by pick? You know what I mean? So it's, it's weird. It's a, it's a science. It's a combination of both. But that, yeah, that, that's it. That's how the draft is going to play out. And, we're gonna, and then we're going to look into the rest of the draft. For the, um, we're going to look at the rest of the draft tonight and see what happens. And then next week. All those picks, all those holes, all those slots that I told you, we're gonna we're gonna fill those in, and then we're gonna give them a grade, and we're gonna see how well they 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 these teams addressed those particular needs. As like I said, every single team has about four needs, right? Like I said, it doesn't matter how you shift them around. Every single team is gonna have four needs. Well, well listen, even if your team doesn't have four needs, your team has four needs, and those are the first four rounds of the, uh, of the draft: hope, potential, youngness, talent, right? So. Going on with that. Right. Like, talking about hope. Like, that's what's going on with the NBA right now. Is that a bunch of teams that didn't, that you didn't think were going to win, now have hope. I'm going to say the two biggest ones out of all of them. Charlotte and Portland. Because Portland is looking at it from a standpoint of injuries. Where Wow Purple Rain Purple Rain <laughs> Where they're able to take advantage of the Clippers and they're gonna they're gonna beat the Clippers and, and they're gonna close out this series four games to two most likely. In Portland. But they're also hoping that they don't fall 
like how Houston fell. Because to not for ownership, not, 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 not for nothing. You like Portland Star also gives a damn way more than Houston Star does. And and you know, since since we since we're gonna be here right now, ah I said I didn't want to get here so fast. I didn't want to talk about them so fast. So I'm not. But let's let's know we get we're gonna get in on Houston later. We are definitely gonna get in on Houston. So Portland's looking at it from an injury standpoint, where they're thinking that they're gonna want it a whole lot more than, than Houston did. And if Steph Curry isn't back, they're gonna try to take advantage of them. And they're gonna try to and like I said, it is Golden State is also just lucky that Sean that they, they've accumulated so much death. And Sean Livingston is is no there's no slight of 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 a of a point guard. You have to remember, like now I think was he a first round pick or was he a second round pick? Shoot. He's a six seven, quick, can I mean can do everything. Shoot the ball, can post you up, can rebound, can distribute the ball, can see over his can see over his defenders. And he's recovering from a thing. And he's been well rested. So it's so like he's he's primed to do this for as long as Steph Curry is. I'm needs the time to rest. So Portland is looking to possibly take advantage of the injuries that are going along in the West. While obviously San Antonio Spurs and Oklahoma City are just are just sitting back and waiting to square off eventually and looking to see who comes battered out of Golden State and Portland. But just now just taking advantage of a, of a window of opportunity more than anything else is Charlotte, as they steal one in Miami, and listen, I I I took the opportunity tonight today to listen to both losing markets, to listen to the losing market of Houston and listen to the losing market of Miami, right? And while Houston was the team that got eliminated, you would have swore that the way that Miami Heat, like Miami Heat, the Miami Heat contemporaries down here. Right, and the fan base, how they were, they they were still they how they were acting as if the season the series was over, and not for nothing. I'm looking at them weird because one thing that, that I think we didn't expect was for Nicholas Batum to come back, and that helped their offense flow a lot better than anticipated, and it also helps on and he also helps from a defensive standpoint. He's able to switch between four different positions. Six eight frame, nimble. Like Jack. And the Heat fans, I mean, they, they and obviously they're talking, they're, 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 they're getting their Gabriel Union on. That's what the Heat fans sound like. They, all the Heat fans sound like, <laughs> this is perfect. The, the Heat fans today sound like the angry black woman. That's what they sounded like. Oh no. Like, like oh no. Like, there was a foul. Where was this foul at? They, they fouled my way. They fouled my man. Like, well, like. <laughs> Like this, like do they sound like the angry black woman today? And they sound like a team that thought that they were going to be eliminated from the first round of the playoffs. And it looks like that being down three two going into Charlotte, knowing that Charlotte has been able to manhandle you now for three straight games, three straight games. And remember, I remember how we talked about how we talked about the first two games, or even that those first set of games. Of how we talk about, listen, it's, it's the first two games. I'm not gonna worry about much until I start seeing how game number three and start, start seeing how game number four goes. And we've seen how game number three and game, game number four has gone because listen, like I said, Oklahoma City is already is already um sitting there ready. Cleveland is already sitting there ready. 
San Antonio's already sitting there ready. Golden State's now is officially ready. Portland's going to be ready. <sighs> and it's funny, too, because I had Miami as my dark horse coming out the East. I had Miami as a team that they can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, go play against LeBron James and his Cleveland Cavaliers, and take them out of, of the championship contention. See, the only thing I worried. See, I'm not. So, only thing it looks at now is that if Golden State doesn't make, because only only two teams that we thought was was gonna was gonna be able to come out the East, really. I mean, not the West. Really, it was even gonna be Golden State or San Antonio. Like we, we like teams like Clippers and Oklahoma City. They're sexy picks. They're like they're the sexy pick. They're the they're the pick that we all wish kind of would make it because they have so much talent on the team. Even Houston slightly. Oh, Houston. But for the simple fact that I don't want Cleveland to win a championship, I know that the Clippers going there and Oklahoma City going there would not be beneficial or conducive to that particular wish. Because Cleveland could beat those two guys. Like LeBron, like I shouldn't say, guys. I shouldn't, and I shouldn't say Cleveland. LeBron James can beat, could beat Oklahoma City and Doc Rivers in a seven-game series. So, as me picking Dwayne Wade and the Miami Heat to be my dog horse, I was even thinking that, and I, and I and I and I still feel this way, that if I'm if I'm if I'm LeBron James, like I, I feel I feel slighted in a way, like and if I'm LeBron James, I should feel slighted because Dwayne Wade is 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 a person that you consider your best friend, and I feel like Dwayne Wade duped him. He was like LeBron James was hoodwinked. He was bamboozled. Like he didn't land. He didn't land in South Beach. Sam, South Beach landed. Like took advantage of him. <laughs> he didn't take advantage of South Beach. South Beach took advantage of him. Like you do realize that for the four years that, that Dwayne Wade was with LeBron, Dwayne Wade was probably the most hurt that he's ever been. Outside of that year that he obviously took that year that that he really missed like the whole entire year that 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 was that allowed him able to get Michael Beasley, who now also plays in Houston. Michael Beasley. Right? Houston. But he was more injured his whole, that whole entire time. Like, like this year, they just managed his minutes. You know, no back-to-backs is down the third. You know, kind of what he did. But if I'm LeBron James, I feel dupe because he's, like, Dwayne Wade has done more with this team without him than, 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 than he was doing with LeBron. And it was going to sound weird, Right? Thinking that, oh, LeBron James is taking on the four straight conference finals and Dwayne Wade isn't doing that. But, like I said, that's, I, you also forget that I also believe that Dwayne, that LeBron James is also that dude that can take any team to a conference final. Right? So, it's not any different for Miami. And and it wasn't any different for Miami. Like, seriously. Like, you could put LeBron James on seriously any single team right now that you want in the NBA... And if I told you that they're gonna make it to the uh, to the Eastern Conference Finals, you wouldn't you wouldn't deny me. I can say it about Phoenix. You'll make Devin Booker average forty points a game. If I said if I said it about if I said about the Clippers, you you would think they would win a championship. If I said it about San Antonio, Golden State, uh, Memphis, you would think they were a championship team. If I said it about the Knicks, you would say you would think they would they would make it to the Conference Final. You know what I mean? Like 
LeBron James could take any team to a conference final. Any single team he wants to a conference final. That, that's probably going to be his greatness and also his weakness. Is that that's all he can do is take teams to, to conference finals. Like, he's going to be the greatest, like, conference champion ever. <laughs> but, yeah, I've always, I, I, I feel a little bit duped. But you know, let's, you know, let's, 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 you know, let's just go into it. Houston gets eliminated, and, and I don't understand Houston. I, I don't understand Houston at all. Because Houston is av ab absolutely plays with no heart, no conviction whatsoever. And even saying that, it's not even just making a random bold statement. They tracked their hustle stats, and they won, and they won in the bottom three teams. Like, they won in the bottom three teams in hustle stack power rankings. Which should not be the fact, because when you look at their team, you look at it like you have... A superstar center, Dwight Howard, conference, I'm sorry, NBA Finals. James Harnell, James Harden, shooting guard, all-star. Sorry, so Dwight Howard, all-star. You know what I mean? Like, James Harden, all-star, has made it to an NBA Finals. Jason Terry has won an NBA championship. Trevor Reza has won an NBA championship. Josh Smith has been in the playoffs for at least almost a decade now. Yes, think about it. Josh Smith was going into the playoffs all those years in Atlanta. Always getting bounced out of the second round, but still. That whole entire team now has, been, has, has now at least been to a conference championship. And knows what it takes to at least compete at that level and take it to a game seven. And, 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 and they played this whole entire season with no heart whatsoever. They were a disgusting freaking friend. Like, Phoenix, who was one of the bottom three teams in this league, decimated by injuries, played harder than Houston did. Houston just had more talent. I don't even want to talk about them anymore. <laughs> I, I, I really don't, because... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to get out of Houston. I'm, I'm going to leave Houston. We're going to take a trip. We're we going to take a trip. And, you know, just, just come with me. So, as I keep stating, this is still the my this is still the my T Sports podcast. I am still talented Taylor, and yes, we are going into additional minutes. We are we are in we are in podcast overtime. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's just it's just what happens. Listen, blame it on the purple rain. Blame blame and blame it on the purple haze. Like just blame it on the perp. Just blame it on the perp. Blame it on the symbol. So, and and I'm gonna start off here with with my local segment. Very recently, very 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 recently. I I had the I was I was blessed honestly, right? Or fortunate to be invited to what was considered a Vector Twenty One event. And what this Vector Twenty One event is, it was twenty one recent graduates from FAU, designers, artists, 
um, branders, um, um, people that made logos, models, all kinds of stuff. Any, any kind of visual work that you may need, these kids were represented. And it's the first time I've been to, I guess, what's considered Broward's downtown art district off of Six Trunk. Didn't know that that's where it was located because that's not what I hear usually hear associated with Six Trunk. Right, but there's a little art district over there. And what I did well, I don't have all the twenty one names there, but like I said, like I did walk away with a bunch of business cards and a bunch of notes for a lot of people that I, I wanted to definitely hit up if I ever needed any kind of branding work outside of the current person that I'm using. But like I said, I don't know what most of these other people's things are. But I know one of them definitely stood out more to me than anything else. And, and, and the name of that one was Janice Bevel. That's J-A-N-I-C-E. And then Bevel. B-E-V-E. Ah. I'm going to have to find it. And that's at... That's Janice Bevel Designs.com. Yes. So you can definitely find her there and you can find her work there. And she was probably one of the most interesting figures I remember having. I'm, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the I have a business card, but I I do apologize. I wrote over it like a like like a jack wagon. And the their book with all the information, I can't locate that either. But that doesn't mean I won't locate it a, a very soon and give that to you in a, in a much smoother presentation, obviously. <laughs> um, also, 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 still to come, or still going on this weekend, is the conference or the wildcard round for the UFF playoffs. Right, because they, they, they split up their wild card around into two weeks. So they had one last week on the 23rd, and now they have one this week on the 30th. And we're just basically just waiting for the last set of games to um to final up. As it seems that right now the Hollywood Browns are going to go up against the Barracuda, um, the Broward Barracudas again, which, which should be an interesting matchup because they have now beaten them twice. So to see him now in the playoffs, and it's gonna be interesting. And, and I should be calling that game because that should be a home game for the Browns. So I'll be calling that game on the seventh, or maybe this weekend. I don't think so yet. But we'll keep you guys posted. So let's go. Let's just go over the scores real quick. So the, so the Ravens beat the Spartans thirty-eight to zero. All right, and these are all the games from April twenty third. Knights beat the Commandos. I'm sorry, the Commandos beat the Knights thirty two to twenty. The Stingrays beat the Outlaws twenty six to eighteen, and the Barracudas, as I already mentioned, beat the Bengals thirty six to six. So now the Barracudas are able to go up against the Hollywood Browns. Um, the Stingrays go up against what is this? The Tampa. Whoever. <laughs> and. No, no, no. Let's get this properly. The Twin City Raiders. So the Florida Stingrays will go up against the, ting the Twin City Raiders. 
Then we're going to have, and that's in the South Conference. So Hollywood Browns, um, Broward Barracudas, Florida Stingrays, and Twin City Raiders. South Conference playoffs. Now the Northern Conference playoffs is going to have the Ocello Ravens versus the Orlando Phantoms. And the River City Commandos versus the West Coast Soldiers. So, guys, like I said, if you're still feeling for football, as we as we spent the whole entire segment talking about the draft and what was going on there, then there's this is football going on here locally in South Florida, but not just South Florida. Like I, I told you, from all the way from Orlando down to Miami, like we have football. Check it out. Find the dates, look them up. UFF of America. That's I don't even think I need to spell that off. Out to you. UFF of America. And not like America, like how they spell it on the memes, but America, how you learned in school, or how you should be or should have learned in school. I don't know what they teach in school anymore. I, I've seen them I've seen the new way that they teach math, and that ish is confusing. Like holy crap. No wonder I've had to help my last three nieces with math. <laughs> like the way they teach math now, I, I don't want. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that because we still got some. We still got some local sports still to, still to talk about still. And so, as the UFF is going on, right? And, and those days are coming. And as I said, they have their. They have their. The next wild card game is going to be April 30th. Their conference championship is going to be on May 7th. And then the UFF Bowl is going to be... UFF of America Bowl, the UFF OA Bowl. Ha! Is going to be on May 21st, 2016. And as I stated, that is going to be in Miramar. And... Uh... I still don't have that specific location yet. Did I say I was going to have it by this show? I said I was going to have it by the end of April. Eh, I lied. I didn't lie. I just don't have it. It's not, it's not. I know it's in Miramar. That's all, we, that's all we have right now. And like I said, there's some big stuff coming out of UFF, by the way. Re- very recently, the UFF has sent out a notice to all their owners, right? And this is something that I, that I found very interesting because with the one owner that I spoke to, he was, um, they were, he was talking to me. One thing that I, that I do remember him talking to me about was about roster space and how... And how being an, an, am, an amateur team that sometimes you have problems, especially with road games or filling out roster spots, stuff like that. And they've, and them or their opponents have come close to forfeiting games because they might not have enough people to put on a 53-man roster, 56-man roster, whatever it is. So now what they've done is that they've allowed teams to have a much more open roster so that they can get a better rotation of players, but also more than anything, give some of these kids a better opportunity. Because if if it's not one thing that has been very, very apparent to me since I've been affiliated with the UFF of America, that this league does help keep a lot of young men out of trouble and you can't replace that kind of that kind of positivity in somebody's life also 
somebody else I want to give a quick shout out to before we end the show. And in, in correlation with, with Vector 21, I want to give a shout out to ESPN West Palm, actually. Because they sponsor, they helped sponsor the event, and that's that was highly appreciative of me. You know, like I said, knowing that I have, you know, that I have people that reached out to me for that event, it was it was it was good to see that a ESPN, a local ESPN logo was on this. Like I said, not to mention, like you know, something is ESPN is a place that I I constantly thrive to want to some odd reason work for, as long as I don't have to give up this creative freedom that that, that I'm holding on to, and. When we come back next week, we're going to talk about, we're going to get into the playoffs as obviously we all know that that one New York team has made it so far, the Islanders, the Brooklyn Islanders, and the New York Rangers are done. So we're going to, we're going to get into a little bit more about, about hockey playoffs on the next show. We're going, to, we're going to break down these NFL picks. We're going to see where we're at in the, in the NBA playoffs as we look at this Clippers game as i just seen... The sixth man of the year, Jamal Crawford, do a layup. But that was a highlight to the game as it is halftime and and the Clippers are up 50 to 45. As we all know, that's not going to last too long. Guys, that's the end of the show. That's everything. Like I said, I know we, we went on our print solo at the end here. And I, I thank you for being with me. I thank you for listening. I thank you for everything that you do. I appreciate all the help. I appreciate all the support. I, I appreciate I appreciate the obstructive criticism. You know, I, I appreciate you know, when you don't agree with me that you, that you call me on, on my personal line and you're like, hey, like, you're a jackass for, for having this point of view. <laughs> but I, I still I still love you and I love all of you for it. You know, there's no, there's, like, it's, it's, it's what we do. Like, if we didn't come here to talk and listen and open up an engaging conversation, then what would we be here for? So... You know what I say after my thank yous. Stay tuned, stay blessed, and don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down, lay down. Johnny, I'm coming to watch the draft! I always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Don't forget that you can Bar's find me. closing down. On Twitter. Sun's out. Mighty Sports. Where we going for breakfast? Facebook, Mighty Sports. Don't want to go far. M-Y-T Sports. Rough night. Inst- Die. Tune baby. in. And SoundCloud. Die. Mighty Sports Podcast. Mighty Sports.